because it's just so warm. You know, in the last year, I have uh, kind of been able to refocus, uh, you know, on myself and in, in terms of, you know, looking out for my health. And, uh, you know, I was able to drop around 60 pounds uh, since I first came here uh, last year. And it's been, you know, day by day, uh, just uh, little by little. And, uh, you know, a lot of times as I've been kind of going around and seeing friends, or at least yesterday I had a birthday party I was going to, uh, one of my friend's daughters, and, you know, people are like, man, what, what happened to you? Or, you know, and, I, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, last year, I, you know, I've been, uh, you know, working on my fitness, all that stuff. But, you know, everyone's always asking me, well, what are you doing? What diet is it? What this? What that? And, and I just tell them, you know what? For me, I'm just not eating things I don't need to eat. You know, like, I'm not a big candy person, so I just don't eat candy. You know, whereas before, I might, okay, I'll taste it, right? But it's like, no, I don't need that. Um, watching my portions, just, you know, I'm not saying, oh, there's good food or bad food, or I'm not going to eat this or eat that, or, you know, whatever I really enjoy, I'll make some space for that. I just, uh, you know, if I get some ramen, maybe I won't eat the whole huge bowl of ramen or order an extra large ramen like I used to, but, you know, I'll, I'll just share it with someone or I'll, I'll just eat a little bit. And, and part of that was just being able to say, you know what, I'm okay letting the food go back or saying, you know what, I'm done, you know, or taking it home rather than before I always like, well, I paid for it. I'm going to eat it all. You know, I'm going to get every little crumb or, you know, whatever, free bread. Yeah, more free bread, please. Right. So those kind of things. And one of the big things mentally was was just making a mind shift, like a, a change in my mind is just like, hey, this is how it's going to be like this is, you know, I know my goals. I know what I want to do. And this is just how it's going to be. And I just set my mind, and, and, and that's how my life is going to be moving forward, right? And a big thing that I tell everyone is it is really it's consistency over time, right? Because I've been up and down, you know, in, in my health over my, you know, still pretty short lifetime. Um, and, and as I look back, a lot of that was like I'd be focused and then unfocused, focused, unfocused, focused. On, and then when you average it all out, then I would say, well, it's up and down, up and down, and then here I am. But it would be better for me to just consistently be somewhere like in like the range where I want to be rather than fluctuating so far up and down, right? And I think that's a, the same way for us in our spiritual life was, you know, some of us have had those, those periods in our life where we're saying, you know what, I don't, I don't like what's going on, God. You know what, forget it. I'm out of here. You know, I'm done with this program, right? And then in another season, we're, wow, I'm totally committed. And then it's this back and forth. But it would be better for us to just say, you know what, I'm committing to following him. And yeah, things are going to be up and down to a certain degree, but I'm not going to give myself that, that, that mental thought of, well, if things aren't going my way, then hey, I just give up. Right, I'm going to be committed to following after him day after day, you know, decision by decision. Right, and today we get to continue in the Gospel of Luke, as as many of you know, we have been uh, just traveling through this this book this whole year, and now we're in Luke 14. Uh, last week, last Sunday, I start off uh, this chapter, Luke 14, 1 through 24, and today we will be in 25 to 35. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, you can begin to make your way there. But as we do that, let's let's uh, just come before the Lord in prayer and, and uh, you know, just settle ourselves. Um, 
Lord, I thank you for I thank you for all that you're doing. Lord, like Toby said, uh, we we thank you for your faithfulness over time, that, that you are faithful, that you are the most consistent, that you have been with us. You've been with this church from from the, the moment it was it was birthed in the living room of a home to, to where we are today. And Lord, you will continue to be faithful. Lord, we thank you that we are able to, to come before you, to open up your word, to, to listen to your words, and to learn from you, to hear your heart, to hear your truth, to receive your wisdom, and to be ministered by your spirit. So we say, Holy Spirit, come. Won't you fill this place? Won't you reveal to us more and more who Jesus is and how much he loves all of us? We thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, for me, you know, recently, uh, I guess not, not just recently, but uh, a big part of what has helped me uh, to to you know, take care of my health better is the combination of not just, you know, kind of watching what I'm eating, but, but also, you know, pairing that with exercise. And, and now as, as my kind of fitness level has grown, then, then my capacity or my, you know, what I'm able to do and what I even, my body feels like I need to do more kind of thing, uh, you know, has grown. And right now I'm able to, to do something, uh, you know, five to seven times a week. Uh, but a lot of times those kind of exercise periods are really intense. They're just, you know, 30 minutes or so, uh, maybe stretching and stuff before and after, but about 30 minutes of actual work. And one of the things that I've really learned uh, in, the, in the past, like, half a year is, you know, what are my kind of limitations? What are my, um, you know, where are, are my um, kind of strengths, weaknesses? You know, I found, like, uh, you know, I'm definitely, I am more of a sprinter than an uh, endurance person. You know, I, I definitely, I like seeing the end of the tunnel, like a definite, uh, definitive, like, end point where I can say, okay, I'm going to run to that line, or I'm going to do this many, you know, reps in the exercise, or whatever it is, right? But one of the things that I really, really had to learn in, in the past six months is, what is my kind of pace? Because I only have so much energy, right? I only have so much strength. And so if, if I would look at a workout and say, wow, this is a 30-minute, you know, workout that I'm going to do, and I want to get it done in 30 minutes, you know, how hard am I supposed to push myself? And unfortunately, I learned, you know, in, in the beginning by trial and error where, you know, I was excited and said, all right, you know, and sometimes, you know, I would, you know, let's say I had to run, and I'd just be like, oh, I'm just running, and then, Maybe I had like four laps, you know, a mile, and I'd just be running and running and running. And then by the second lap, I'm like, man, this is getting really hard. And then the people that I was running past, I'm like, man, this guy's slow. I'm going to pass him up. Now they're just like steady, and they're like passing me, like looking at like, what's wrong with this guy? You know, like I thought he was really fast. And then I just feel like, man, I'm embarrassed. Like, wow. You know, and that's one of the things that, that I really have, have learned about myself is, is that now I can look and I can say, no, okay. If I'm going to run a mile, I know that I can, 
you know, hit about a minute 45, two-minute pace per lap, and I'll be okay. I won't be, like, killing myself. But then at the end of that time, you know, that last one, I could really push it, you know, however much energy I have left, right? But that has helped me so much because now I can see, okay, this is how much I have, and this is how much it's going to take to get through this. And I'm going to kind of pace that. I'm going to say, look, I, I've thought in my head, how hard do I need to go? How much energy can I expend? What can I do in order to make my goal, right? And the same thing you know, happens to me in, in a lot of other areas of life. I thought of too many examples of this you know, as, as I was looking into the scripture today. Uh, but in Luke 14, 25, Jesus kind of brings some of this in here as well. Now, Jesus has been, uh, you know, going around, and, and last week we, we talked about, you know, he was at the Pharisee's house, a prominent Pharisee's house. This was someone that was probably a leader uh, among that group of church leaders, and he was invited to this house. He was kind of questioned about his practices of, of healing on the Sabbath when that was a day of rest, and, and he basically, he, he told the people there that you guys are missing it. You're missing it because you're selfish. Your selfishness has blinded you to, you know, the real, like, your purpose, your mission here on earth. And your selfishness is what's going to keep you out of the kingdom of God. And because of that, because of that, then you know what? Everyone, the invitation of the Lord is just, man, he's inviting everybody and just bringing in whoever he can. And, 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 and we know that that's his heart because we're here today, right? And the majority of us here are, are not uh, Jewish, so we weren't part of that first invitation of people um, that the Lord called out to, but they missed it because of their selfishness. And for whatever reason, probably because he was healing, probably because he had this amazing teaching, probably because people just knew, wow, this is a man of God. You know, many wondered, was he a prophet? Is he the Messiah? Could he be the one we're waiting for? And so they were following him in the crowds had been continuing to grow. And that's where we see in verse 25 here, it says, large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, he said. So these crowds have been coming. And it's almost like he stops, like this big group has been like, yeah, Jesus. And then he's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. And he turns around and he says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. It's like he stops and he says, hey, you guys, you've been following me. You want to follow me. You want to, to live you know, this life. You want to be about this kingdom. But do you know what it's going to take from you? Do you know what it's going to cost? Do you know what it's going to require? And he says, it's going to cost everything. You are going to need to follow after me. You're going to need to, to love me, to, to seek me so much that in comparison, in comparison, it will be almost like you hate your family members, like you, uh, you know, hate yourself, that you are so much, so much in love, so committed to the Lord that everything else seems like nothing, right? Maybe some of you, um, you know, there's many couples here today 
Um, you know, it's, we have our life group on Fridays, and it's kind of funny because the last uh, couple weeks we had this like theme for some reason of just talking about you know dating, and you know we've got a lot of uh, single professionals in our group. John's laughing here, but uh, you know we've had some interesting conversations, just uh, interesting dinner conversations, and um, and for us, for us being the only couple there with, with kids. You know, the, you know, there's this quote, some of the times the questions come up, oh, when did you guys meet, or what happened here? And I'm like, man, that was a long time ago. I, I don't remember, you know? And Karen's like, what do you mean you don't remember? I was like, I don't remember, you know? But she remembers, right? The, the women remember. And so she's telling all the little details. I'm like, I don't know about that part. But, um, <laughs> but you know, one thing that I do remember is that, you know, if you ever you know, experience those, those first moments when you're just like head over heels in love, right? It's like everything else is, it pales in comparison, right? Nothing matters. You're willing to sacrifice anything for that other person, right? You do illogical things, right? You, you drive long distances. You, you, you like spend too much time. You're like, I got to go to work tomorrow, but I'm going to be here until three in the morning, you know, hanging out, watching TV or something. You know, you just do dumb things because your mind is completely just committed, right? But what happens? You know, I think because of that, because of that, that, that passion, that fervor, then your relationship really grows, right? In that beginning, that exciting, it, it's like you really grow together because you're finding out so much about each other. You're, you're, you have such a passion for each other and you're growing. And that's the same thing. And, and Jesus is saying, look, if you want this to work, if you want to be one of my disciples, if you want to actually be someone that follows after me, not just for a little bit, but for the duration of your life and then on to eternity, you're going to have to be committed. You're going to have to be all in. You're going to have to, to, to realize that, that that's what it's going to mean for you is that Following me, loving me, is the most important thing. And like Jesus does, he, he goes into, you know, these examples. I love his examples, his, his parables. And he says, oh, okay, look, I just told you guys, hey, you guys are following me. This is what it's going to cost. You're going to have to follow me so much. You're going to have to love me so much that everything else pales in comparison. But you don't get that? And I just told you you're not able to understand that? Okay, let me give you some other examples. In verse 28, he says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower, right? Or maybe you're thinking, who of us is building towers? But maybe you want to build a house or a building or something, right? It says, won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish And then he gives another one. He says, right into another one, he says, Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able, to, whether he is able with 10,000 men, so knowing how much he has, that's his kind of capacity, his strength, with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000. If he's not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. So 
he's saying all these examples, these are real life examples that I think we can relate to in some degree that when you set out to do something, you're going to consider what do I need to accomplish that thing? And then you're going to make sure that you have that before you start. Otherwise, you're going to wait, right? Otherwise, you're going to make adjustments. Like this king, if he's going to war, if he has no chance winning, then he's going to say, oh, I can't win. Let's negotiate terms so that, that you know, my people can be saved you know, rather than just going out and, and, and getting destroyed, right? And he says, in the same way, those of you who do not give up everything Everything you have, you cannot be my disciples. So Jesus is, is in many different ways. He is just very bluntly first saying it and then giving these examples, these, these kind of parables or these examples, I, I should say, that if you want to be a follower of Christ, you're going to have to be all in. You're going to have to be fully committed, Right? Earlier I said, you know, one of the keys to, for me that's, that's been for me to, to getting more healthy has been consistency over time, right? Um, you, you really got to be all in. I have a number of, of people that have, have you, know, you know, half seriously, I say, you know, kind of ask me, hey, what are you doing? You know, how, can you help me out? You know, I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. And, and you know, just this past week I, I had a guy, guy contact me, and, and he would kind of, you know, message me like, oh, man, I, I, I'm, I've been just, you know, kind of, slacking off, I need to get back on it, or this and that, and, and he asked me, hey, should I completely cut out this food, or should I completely cut out that food, and I, I said, no, man, don't do that, if you, if you deprive yourself to one degree, you know, to one extreme, then you're just gonna get, be angry, and then you're gonna just uh, give up, and then you're gonna be even worse off than you were, right, and so it's this idea that it's like, if Monday and Tuesday, you're like, hey, I'm gonna be healthy, and then Wednesday through Sunday, you're like, oh, I don't care, right? Then when you average that out, then it's like you've gone nowhere, right? Maybe you've even gone backwards, right? And the same thing is what Jesus is saying to these people is that you don't get it. You can't just be a follower. You can't just be my disciple a little bit. You can't just seek me Monday and Tuesday and then Wednesday through Sunday, go the opposite way and expect your relationship with me to grow and expect your faith to grow. Expect yourself to, to be able to look at your life and say, yeah, I'm, I'm living like a disciple of Christ. Right? And he closes saying, salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And the salt that they had was not, you know, like what we have is this like pure salt. So sometimes it was fickle. It would lose its saltiness. It would lose that flavor. And then if it did, it was just like sand, right? Good for nothing. And all you could do was throw it away. And over and over and over and over, he's em emphasizing that, look, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to follow after me, if you want to live this life in the kingdom of God, you've got to be all in. Otherwise, when you look at this and you average it all out, 
you're not going to be where you want to be. You're not going to go where you want to go. And for me, I, I think, you know, I was very co- convicted as I was thinking about this because I know there's so many, like we say, it's like I said, it's day by day, it's instant by instant, decision by decision, right? There's so many times in my life when, when I've kind of done that, when I've been like halfway in, right? When I've been like, yeah, I believe you, God, in this area, but not so much in this area, right? Or, yeah, I'm, you're serious about this, God, but maybe you're not so serious about that, right? C.S. Lewis, uh, one of my favorite authors, um, you know, he has a, a portion in his book, Mere Christianity. It's a great read, um, classic book. But there's something that he says that, that really brings me back again to, to why we should follow, right? We understand what we should do, but why should we follow him? You know, and as we read the Bible, I, I, I hope this will, will help you out. C.S. Lewis says, I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him, about Jesus. They say, I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. Now, that's the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he is a, a poached egg, like the man's just saying, yeah, I'm an egg. Or he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He's not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Right. So as we read the word of God, as, as we study, it, as we look at it, as we see, you know, what is Jesus saying? What is he doing? He's very clear. He says, this is who I am. I'm the son of God. I've come for you, that many will be saved, right? And what are you going to need to do? You're going to need to follow after me, to be my disciples, right? And not just that, but to make more disciples, right? He talks about baptizing them and teaching them, but to make more disciples. Nowhere in there is he saying, well, if you feel like it, or, you know, just, just kind of come sometimes, or... Uh, do your, you know, whatever. He's saying, hey, it's going to be all in. And so I encourage you today that if you feel like, if you feel like, you know what, I don't know what's going on with my life, or maybe I haven't been growing spiritual, or maybe what I'm reading in the Bible, I'm not seeing that match up in my life. Because Christians, we're supposed to be people full of joy. We're supposed to be people that carry the love of Christ everywhere we go, Right? then I think we need to ask ourselves, well, am I really all in? Am I really following after him? Because that's when he says we'll find it. That's when he says we're going to experience life that is filled, that was filled with him, right? Is when we are seeking after him. Not just, ah, sometimes or when it's convenient, right? So with that, we have our, our weekly challenge. And this week, you know, Read through the whole chapter of Luke 14. Read through what we went through last week of, of, and, and just think about, you know, what Jesus is telling each person, how he's engaging 
in each situation. And, and really, I hope you see that his heart is always calling the people back to him. You know, that's the thing. Remember that up and down, that average that you, that you have is like, we're going to have those days when, when we, you know, fall off, when we mess up. But it's what matters is what are we going to do next, right? What are we going to do next? And so Jesus is engaging with each person. I think every situation, even the ones with the Pharisees, there's still some hope where he tells them, like, this is where you're messing up. You can correct that. So no, grow, reflect on the cost of discipleship. Like, what does it cost? Have you actually considered what it means to truly follow Jesus? Have you thought about that? Like, what would that look like in my life for me to really follow Jesus? That's convicting, right? That, that is, like, challenging for all of us, for myself especially. I think, I think of, like, man, what would that look like if I really believe like what C.S. Lewis says is that, hey, there's no option for him to just be someone that we kind of follow or that is a good person or that was a great teacher or that was someone, you know, he's God. And if he's God, then what does that look like in my life? An overflow. Take a few moments to journal. You know, I love that that what we uh, gave for the promotion for uh, for I don't know if you can see, but for uh, Joseph, for Lucas, it was a journal, uh, along with that Starbucks coffee so they can stay awake in journal, right? But <laughs> it is uh, a journal. And, and I was just reading some things this past week about how healthy that is for you to journal because it helps you to lower your stress levels. It helps you to think better. It helps you to, to just kind of release some things that maybe you've been holding on to. So I encourage you that this week, take a few moments to journal. Think about, are you following Jesus well? Are you seeking him so much that everything else pales in comparison? Think about that. And then write out a prayer. Speak to God about, you know, what are your hopes and desires? And this is our God. This is our Abba Father, our our Daddy, right? We can say, hey, these are the things that I really want. You know, there's no shame of like, oh, I can't say that. Or I can't, you know, he already knows. Just say it. You know, hey, this is, these are the things that I really want, God. These are the areas that I'm frustrated. These are the, the, the places that I want to go that I need you. So take some time and do some writing today. Or if you have to type, go ahead and do that typing. But take some time. Take some time and, and spend that with the Lord. I, I encourage you to do that. Again, why? Because, you know, it doesn't matter for us to be here and just hear the word or sing some songs, or, you know, spend some time together, if it's not going to impact our life. If we're not going to say, well, that's great, God, you said that. Cool. we got to say, wow, Lord, this is what you're, you're telling me. And you're God, right? I need to follow you in that. Watch and see what happens when you begin to follow him. All right, church. Let's pray. Team, you guys can come back up. Lord, we thank you again for your word. We thank you for uh, really the, the privilege that we have, the freedom that we experience to, to have choices, Lord, to say, you know what, I'm going to come to this church. I'm going to go to that church. I'm going to stay home and, you know, do whatever. We have that choice to worship you, to, to seek you, to, uh, yeah, to follow you freely. So, Lord, we thank you for that. 
Lord, help us to not take what you've done for granted. Lord, help us that uh, as we read your word, that, that we would see it clearly, that we would hear it clearly, that we would not think, oh, yeah, that's great, but that we would think, wow, that's, that's your word. I need to follow that. Thank you for each person here. Pray a blessing over every person, whatever the situation is that they're going through. Lord, we know that you have come to to heal, that you've come to free, that you've come to, to bring life. And so, Lord, we pray life over each person here. Whatever the prayers are that, that they have been lifting up, the areas that they have been seeking you, that they need you to come through for them, Lord God. Lord, we pray that, that they would know that you are faithful, that you love them, that you have a plan for their life. And so, Lord, we pray freedom here today. Lord, we pray freedom because we know that there's many obstacles to following you. There's many things that stand in the way of us being your disciples, of of being all in because our hearts are torn because we are pulled this direction or that direction. And so, Lord, we pray for freedom. We pray for freedom, Lord. Lord, as we surrender to you, like your word says, like the psalmist says, that that we are like clay in your hands, Lord God, that you are this master creator, that you are this potter that's creating out of clay. Lord God, as we surrender to you, we say, Lord, create in us a new thing, that you would rebuild us, that you would make us more and more, more and more like you. We thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.